Good morning, troublemakers. It is Tuesday. It's Wednesday. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, March 2nd. Kyle is flying around in his office. We have a lot of stuff to talk about, including dealers investing in things and acquisitions and a sink ship. Everywhere I go, ship. the people really want to know. Who I couldn't I finish my sentence. And a ship sinking. A ship sinking. He didn't know he was coming out with a tongue twister this morning, but he, but it happened. Apparently, so, I lost. I lost the battle. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. That was my Glenn Lundy impersonation right there. Um, we we really came across a fun stat this morning, and here it is: that if you have a podcast and you have twenty nine listens on your show, twenty nine listens, you're in the top fifty percent of all podcasts everywhere. If you have no. eighty seven listens, you are in the top twenty five percent of all podcasts, and if you have 308 listens. You are in the top 10% of all podcasts. So I would say we are on the march to the 10% from the 25%. So it's cool. I mean, this has been what, three months? Three months, right? And we're we're closing in on the top 10%. Um, (laughs) Nathan, you are doing great. I don't know what your podcast is, Nathan, but um, you are doing great. It's not total (laughs) listens, by the way. If you have 300 episodes and you have 87 listens, um, you are not in the top twenty five percent of podcasts. Not working. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so that that got us encouraged this morning because this community is growing and this community has already shown that it is in at least the top twenty percent of podcasts everywhere. So uh, do us a favor if you listen to the podcast or you check out the live stream, go on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts and rate the podcast and leave a review, yeah. and that'll actually help them show the podcast to more people. Can you rate podcasts on Spotify? Can you do that? I think so. I think so. So maybe not. I don't know Spotify that well. I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologize. Wait a minute. Larry, Larry says he's got to figure. What I, did we say? What did you say? Did you say March first or something goofy? I see, no, I said March second, but I said Tuesday. I literally thought it was Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we are just yes, Larry. We are disrupting the calendar. Um, this is the story of my life. All right, all right. We know what day it is now, and we've established that. So I think we can move on with the rest of this show. Let's um, roll. Want to give roll. a shout? We got out. a lot to talk about today. We it's do flying around automotive like crazy. We we've got acquisitions and new dealer funds and. Crazy. I want to start with actually, it's like the last article in our show notes is the Felicity Ace, which is the name of, um, if you didn't know, the transport carrier, the boat that caught fire, uh, what, like a week and a half ago, right? So they got the fire. Everybody heard about it, right? A lot of Porsches and VWs and Bentleys are on, like, as if we didn't have enough Lamborghinis. Lamborghinis. That's why I got that Uh, note that mine is canceled. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Right. <laughs> He's like, ah, man. That was it. Yeah. Call your wife. Let her know it's not coming. She's going to be so mad. <laughs> no, but so it, it, so they started, they began towing it, and all of a sudden it starts to take on water. And by goes $438 million worth of goods, $401 million of which were cars. Were cars. <laughs> I actually got a note from a dealer this morning that a dealer down the road from them, a Porsche dealer, had 11 of their inbound oh, units no. on that on that thing it was half of their perce- of their prospective new car deliveries this month and one dealer like, high end Porsches how many cars were on that thing do you remember i don't remember a lot. 401 million let's just let's uh, let's, <laughs> let's say that they average 100 100 grand cuz they were high end cars right yeah, oh yeah. i mean 400 cars that's, that's 400 cars at least that's a phew, oh well, that that is i mean 
I know I I know there's a lot of questions on how much was damaged on it, but now it's at the bottom of the ocean. So yeah, and you've got like numbered cars on that on those cars, right? Really? I mean, when you're talking, oh about, yeah, yeah, I mean like Bentley's Lambos is like yeah, like X of X of X is is was a reality for a lot of people on that on that. Wonder if uh, anybody will ever go get them. You know what I mean? Like some collectors, I'm like this uh, is the yeah, one. Like some collectors depends like, on how deep it is. People forget how right. deep the ocean yeah. is, right? Like we know more about space, kind of, than we do about the depth of the ocean. It's a strange thing. I know, right? Strange Isn't thing. Uh, we yesterday we had an awesome clubhouse room. Um, if you don't know, we, we really do clubhouse did. rooms uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday every week. And uh, yesterday's room every Tuesday we have Minority Motors hosted by either Damon Lester or Perry Watson the third. Uh, yesterday's room was like a consulting session, honestly, on brand It was marketing. unbelievable. Yeah, even I, like I think everyone in that room acquired some level of knowledge from someone else and not just like theoretical, maybe this will work type stuff, but like, no, we did this. We started here. We ended here. We're still going on this. This is the next step, right? I mean, it was very practical, tactical. I loved one of the things that I loved was Patrick Brown, uh, the COO of Viva Auto Group out in uh, Texas was uh, he he mentioned how um, he's gotten his whole entire sales staff. This is great. on a on a program. He calls it the three, two, one program, whole entire sales staff to make sure that um, he's engaging with the community on social media. So basically what they do is every single person has to have three stories a day on Instagram or Facebook, two posts a day on Instagram or Facebook, and one live a day. And that's not just like, oh, we think you should do this. It's in their pay plan. Yeah, that, it's like, that's it's the so crazy critical. part. It's so critical that we're engaging with our community in real life. And he said he's not encouraging them to just do stories or, or like, hey, we just got these cars on a truck, right? It's <laughs> No, he's encouraging them to actually – Hey, at the softball game with my kid. Hey, doing this in the community. So he's actually like pushing them to community engagement through social and doing the ground game really well. A lot of dealers. I mean, I think it was such a lively room because first of all, there are a lot of dealers there and a lot of people who have been dealers or consult dealers. And the bottom line is I think a lot of people, there is an enigma around like, what do I post organically on social media? How do I get my team involved in doing it? Who should be responsible for it? Right, these are all questions that came up. I just posted the link to the article that we generated from Thumb the Room. So if you don't have time to listen to it, but you just want to read some of the points and the tips, you can check the article and the link. It's also in the show notes um, so that you can get some tips. But we had experts from people who are just getting started, or like Perry, who's asking questions: What should I be doing? To you know, like Nathaniel Grecklick, who is, runs a whole marketing team and production team that started out of just one person in a dealer group that has now right. expanded it. Um, there was just a lot of good information for dealers that are at all stages of the game. You know, dealers like Patrick, who's executing to a high level, made it a part part of, you know, his pay plan. So if you have questions on brand marketing, social media, organic content, that room is a treasure trove right now. So show notes, you can read the article, you can go check out the show replay, play it at 1.5 speed or 2x speed if you don't have the time for the whole thing. And I have a little fun. Today's room, another fun yeah. room, Pitch Tank uh, by Auto Genius. We uh, have a three more companies that are going to pitch their product to a room full of dealers and really smart people in automotive that can uh, try to ask meaningful questions so you can make decisions on what might be a good fit for your store. So, um, yeah, some good things going on, helping dealers. Uh, no, oh, this news, we, we this just popped this morning. We, we've been following it a little bit about automotive uh, dealers. 
pulling operations and pulling inventory or not sending inventory to Russia as you know a part of the ongoing uh, events that are unfolding there and the sanctions. Ford made a decision uh, yesterday that they're going to suspend operations in Russia. Um, you know they actually had about 22,000 vehicles a year produced there, but they're produced by an affiliate. So wow. how it works is Ford actually owns a stake in manufacturing, in a manufacturing company right. in Russia that managed manage their vehicles. Um, they said, we're done with that. We're going to pull out um, and, and kind of hope and support for the, the best possible end of the scenario. And they also made a $100,000 donation to the Ukraine Relief Fund. So GM announced that earlier. Other automakers, Ford just came to the table and said, well, this is how we're going to try to contribute. So um, a little bit of news on how the auto industry is uh, trying to do whatever it can to influence a good outcome in the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I love it. And then not just not just saying, hey, we're pulling out, but we're also making the donation to Ukrainian families that need support right now. Right. It's it's kind of like all hands on deck. I'm actually super intrigued by this whole conflict and kind of the social media war that's going on as well. Yeah. Right. And it's pushing these companies to do something about it. Right. Yeah. Where whereas like typically, you know, I don't know, 20 years ago, a conflict arises and it's very like the, the media drives the, the perception, the news, all that type of stuff. And social media is now driving the engagement with it. Right. Because now a company like Ford or GM, like I saw Ford's, uh, um, CEO this morning on LinkedIn, right? Posts a post about this is how we feel about it. Like there's a statement yep. that leadership is pushing back on it, all that type of stuff. It's yeah. really interesting how social media is really playing a big part in the overall, you know, engagement. And it's not just the, you know, the fighting or what's going on. And um, I, I think that's a unique variable that companies are, even companies like businesses are having to deal with, right? Because everyone's kind of expecting you to, have a say, right? Whether you're a local dealership, a local business or a global business, like you having a say on social is, is actually a perceived piece of who your business is, right? So um, deciding not to say something or deciding to yeah. say something are both elements of how people perceive your business. So be mindful of that. I think like thinking back to the social media piece is like, What's what are you doing on social right now? I think we're even having to ask that question as Automotive State of the Union. What are we doing on social right now? How how are we responding? Whether we're responding, you know, like actually doing something or not is actually an impact on how people perceive your brand. There, uh, that's that's a great point. I mean, and even thinking about brand, you know, Ukraine has has done an amazing job at communicating their brand. Right. Not to, to dilute, you know, it down to brand, but brand is just the feeling people have when they consider you. Right. And they've yep. done a great job of communicating and eliciting a feeling in people that say, hey, like we need to we need to protect vulnerable. The vulnerable, honestly, is what it yep. comes down to. You know what's crazy? I was I, I, I found the Ukrainian Twitter account, like the official yeah. Ukrainian yeah. Twitter account. One, it's fire. Whoever's running it is probably like ex Wendy's employee. OK, second, <laughs> they, they understand Twitter. Yeah, they understand Twitter. Second is I saw in there, there was like one thread that I read. It was like, do, you know, the question was, do you have anything better to do right now? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, mm -hmm. like someone was asking them a question, why are they on Twitter? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm not trying to draw like the political parallel here. I'm trying to say like brand is being where people are at. Right. And so Ukraine is saying that's an important place. If, if, 
if someone who's involved in a in a massive conflict like worldwide recognized conflict has enough time to dedicate someone to having a voice of the brand on twitter mm -hmm. like does your business have that same time dedication and importance placed on that type of stuff no that's so true you know it's Woo. i want to sit on this for a second you know, we don't usually go like super philosophical or political, but this is an important issue because it's easy. Like my wife and I were talking about this last night, like cancel culture. I was like, is this just like global cancel culture? Well, the difference is that we agree on this injustice, right? We agree right. that vulnerable should be protected. We agree that aggressors, unprovoked aggressors, right, should really be stopped. And the difference right. is that it's what we all agree on. Cancel culture happens when like small groups of people think something is an injustice to the point where it needs to be really leveraged and destroyed, right? And so we make sure. the, we go smaller and smaller and smaller to it's like, well, you like red hats. Like people with red hats are ridiculous. Like we should just ruin your life, right? So this is different than that. This is different than that. And I, my heart is actually broken because when we were at Vegas, the last automotive state of the union event in Vegas, a several, several dealers that came over that were from Russia came up right. and they were like, oh, look, this is the Russian Paul J. Daly, right? And I have a picture I wish we had it to throw up. And I met, I met these guys and they were awesome and they were kind. And guess what? There are a lot of great Russian members of the automotive industry there, there are. that are not behind what's going on in the aggression in Ukraine. Actually, there are a lot of Russians who are very much opposed to what is going on. And so it's yeah, easy to at least two thousand of them downtown getting arrested are arrested. Right, right. I mean, there are a lot. I have actually have friends on both sides of that of that war right now, and I think that it's important to remember, like, not to vilify in in mass. To realize, like, right. we, we can yes. we can still support the people in our industry and the people who want the best, right? And to realize and just take a lesson from that, like, it's never black and white. And so, not clear yes. times. Not not clean cut by any means, but we hope through this community, through our actions as the automotive industry, we can protect the vulnerable. We can support the people that that are literally a part of our community as automotive dealers, and um, yes. and and send our our support and our prayers, and you know, in case of OEMs, like our sanctions and our decisions, um, and just really hope and pray for the best, and and stick together and try to learn from this. And like everything, right? Like when dealers band together, no crisis can win in this industry Bingo. anyway and do what we can. So sorry to get a little philosophical on a Wednesday for you, but I mean, it's on all of our hearts and all of our minds. Um, I wake up thinking about it still. So um, yeah. it's, it's good to, to know that like that's why we're in this fight together. So not just the news. There's a little commentary for you, but um, we know we know that you're our people. So we're cool with that. That's right. All right. Yeah. What, what else? Um, you know, we were we were talking about Ford and uh, speaking of Ford. Stop. Segway. Time. I just sneak that in. Sneak I know. That in there. I know. I know. Try to try to like change the energy for a second. Um, so <laughs> Ford Ford announced, and we we heard like little rumors of this and some other companies, but Ford announced they are one hundred percent going to treat EV and and ICE vehicles as completely separate divisions. I mean, separate uh, names, separate leadership structures, separate P and Ls. Right again, a verification like the EV business is different. Look, if you here's the thing, we <laughs> I love this. In the I don't email know like a week ago, the the GIF on Ford was like roller coaster, right? Because it's like at the earnings call, they're like, yeah, maybe we might do this. Then a week later, CEO comes out and is like, no, definitely not happening. And then a week after that, Wall Street Journal's like, yep, they said it's happening. <laughs> so I don't know which way is up, but I do think that it is relevant that. Um, 
that splitting out those business structures, they are, in my opinion, like the way I perceive them, they are actually separate businesses, right? Like you just think about the intentionality that it takes to do internal combustion versus versus software versus EV, mm -hmm. right? There's an intentional customer base. There's an intentional marketing focus. Um, you know, the, the deliverability, the order capacity, all of that type of stuff. And what I really love about it is that in, in, uh, and I read another article where it was like, but we still realize as Ford in all of those business structures, the dealer is the best, the best possible way for us to implement those structures in the community. Right. And that's what I love about Ford right now. They're like, yep, we're pressing into EV. Yep, we're pressing into subscriptions. Without a doubt, we're going to separate these business entities so we can communicate on, mm -hmm. on, uh, on a global scale the right way. But the dealership is still the best place for us to execute that on a local strategy. Yeah. Big deal. They get it. That is a big deal. And we'll, we'll see what, what's next. But, you know, for today, that's what it is. I think it's going to stick. Like, they're not going back on that. And it makes a lot of sense. So um, as we kind of wrap today's show, because uh, we went a little long, apologize for that. If, uh, you know, your workout is over after 17 minutes. Um, <laughs> it was cool. It's 17 <laughs> minutes more than I've worked out today. <laughs> uh, we go. hope uh, that you're really gearing up for, I don't know what's wrong with my roadcaster. It's out. Oh, there it is. So uh, a little choppy today production-wise, but look, we're gearing up heavy for NADA. If you can't be there, stay tuned to this. Sign up for the email list at asoto.com. We're rolling heavy. We're going to produce it so you can be there, even if you're not there, but we'll be your guys. Yeah.